Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, but just wait it on. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah, what's on your mind? Yeah, what hard to find? Yeah, beautiful mind. Yeah, still in my prime. Yeah, just know that I'm here. What's up, Jeff? Hey, man. You know I don't have Welcome any. Back. What? Welcome back. Yeah, I don't have any music to lead into this. Um, as like. Not that it fucking matters. Like, I just verbalized the name of the song. Um, I will tell a funny story, because we're going to talk about church today. And our our church band, who I'm very close with here at the Clayton site, yep. I asked them uh, on my bachelor party when I brought, like, 25 to 30 degenerates to our, to our church to start off the bachelor party at 9 a.m. service on a Sunday... The motto was no church, no titties. <laughs> if you don't come to church, you can't go out and play. I asked the band to cover Rosa Parks by Outcast. Uh, yeah. And give me that nut by Easy. And it was a hard no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture Neil doing that songs. You're in the in one of the bands, one of the sites, and um I I bet you'd probably give me a hard no on that too. Y- yes, that's uh, true. Well, <laughs> Just trying to trying to cool up the church a little bit. I just don't know if I have the the chops to play those songs. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Good man. That was. Uh, did you watch the Oscars last night? No, I watched the XFL. St. Louis, Caca, St. Right? Louis Battle. Is that what everybody's yeah. saying? Yeah. Um. St. Louis brought home the W. Fucking creep, Joaquin Phoenix, man. Did you see? <laughs> I that? didn't see it. Oh. Are we gonna? Was he very liberal? No, I mean, no, I I think it was more like he said, he said uh, something about cows and their calves and their milk. And I said, man, this guy, he's like, you know, how bad it is, how bad we treat him. So I just went and made me a little veal parm. Okay. And washed it down with a glass of milk. (laughs) Then he quoted his brother, who was much cooler than him. River, yeah. And I can hear his brother saying, don't quote me with your crazy bra. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, the Oscar, Ashley's a big ass. She's an L.A. girl. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. always forget that. So, like, we're, anytime we see something L.A., I'm like, what's that? What's that? What's that? She's yeah. like, stop. <laughs> yeah, she went to uh, Pepperdine University oh, in, yeah. in Malibu. Have you wow. seen that campus? No. Is it awesome? It's sickening how, I mean. Does it look a lot like Southern Illinois University? Not not one not one or, percent. Okay. Um, it is a beautiful i mean it's probably it's got to be up there with like the most beautiful campus on on the earth wow and um i thought maybe you know being from la to make stereotype and maybe i'm marrying into some money if i was it's all at pepperdine university yes. <laughs> so we watched that last night you better um, vote for bernie then <laughs> all right moving on, I'm moving on. I'm literally gonna go throw up <laughs> um yeah, man. We clo- last week was was a strong one, I think, with the uh, with the mental health stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, just uh, there, I want to talk more about that. Not mm-hmm. necessarily too much today, 
but I want to have some people on that can share some stories with it. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, I got a couple in mind, you know, and like I was talking about the shame and the stigmas and, you know, God bless my old man, but he used to say some people take fucking Prozac. I like to take a little whiskey and cocaine. (laughs) So each, you know, to each their own, but, um, the point of the last week's episode, maybe the more healthy way would be the, the quote unquote Prozac way. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the topic was good though. Uh, and hopefully we started kind of breaking down some stigmas. Um, today, you know, I think we're going to title this one, the gathering two little church boys. (laughs) There you go. What do you think? Perfect. All right. Sounds good. I don't know why I'm throwing the word little in there. <laughs> no. We're, we're not little guys, but we're two little church boys, It's kind of like how they always call the big guy tiny. There you go. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, the bouncer <laughs> at the tavern. Yeah. Yeah, with the face, eardrops tatted on his face, <laughs> exactly. the, like, reflecting the body count he has. <laughs> That's my tattoo artist, by the way. Nice. Um, good old Bert. Um <laughs> Uh, my buddy, before we get into the church stuff, texted me today um, as the depression anxiety episode dropped. Yep. And he said, what, are you, does, does Pfizer writing you guys a big fucking check for that episode? <laughs> it's pretty I funny. Wish. I said, right. So I, I, you know, I got to thinking, like, I'm not against, you know, partners. Um, I didn't want to do it right off. I, I didn't want, I don't want to. I don't want to water down the message with something that, like we're trying to get paid for this podcast. Um, one day, maybe we'll entertain some partners if we, if costs start getting out of hand and as much time as we're starting to put into it. So, and and if it can go to good, well, you know. But no, Pfizer's not unfortunately a sponsor of the Pondoff's Anonymous podcast. Right. But as you said, yet, yet. Um. I was always kicking around the idea of my old tavern sponsoring this, but I don't know, I know. how that business model works. I thought about that, too. Like, if, hey, don't drink, don't drink, but if you do, go yeah, to Fridays. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to do an episode on Fridays one one of these days and just talk about my life. Like, and again, good. It's not all bad. You know, it's yeah. ta- it's not bad at all. It, it is when you become a fucking alcoholic because of uh, you can't control your alcohol, yeah. right? Um, it's like cheers, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and the, the common theme is community. Can we go do it live and eat some of their new popcorn? You can stick the popcorn up your ass, but I definitely will. <laughs> we can maybe do that live and get, uh, get a couple pies yeah. for sure. But it's about community. That's what yeah. what draws people to, to like neighborhood taverns and and like Elks Lodges and Knights of Columbus's and they got a moose and elk, a you know, there's a bear, a tiger, a lion, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. Um but community is what what's important here and talk I want to tell today my my church story. I want to talk about the the gathering who's not sponsoring this. Right. Um but but if they like what I say, then maybe I can be off the hook for a couple weeks in the basket. You think? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a weird reverse sponsorship. Right, right. I'll run that past uh, Matt and Evie and yeah. see what they have to say about it. Um, but I want to. I want to start if if and you. Yeah, I don't really. I haven't given you much heads up, but I want to hear. Okay. I want to hear about your 
church story. And before anybody turns the channel here, um, uh, we're not going to beat the drum like you have. You need to come to church and go into the, some big Bible school um, theology class. Right. That's not what we're going to do. We're just two ordinary guys and talk about. I'd like to hear Jeff's church story on and his faith journey, and then I'll I'll, I'll share mine and, and then bring it home with uh, you know how it can be life fucking transforming, saving all that shit. So so stay stay with us um even for those of you that are uh adamant non-churchers or have been burned by stupid fucking religions or like a lot of my friends that went to Catholic schools literally had Jesus beat the fuck out of them oh by God. um fucking nuns and their rulers and all that shit. I mean, that's a big that's a thing, man. Yeah. I I know so many people that went to Catholic school, grade school, high school and they fucking hate religion. Like, good job, right. you fucking dumb bitch. Oh, never mind. But seriously, like, <laughs> yeah, way to do it. You like, had a shot at them from their whole, their entire life. You had to start life. beat the shit out of them and say, if you don't do this, you're not going, you know, you, you, all this shit not to do. Like, I I tell them to get fucked, man. <laughs> um, that's not what faith is about. And maybe you can hear our journeys yeah. um, and, and understand that a little bit more. That, but I, But I do know that a lot of people have been burnt badly. Yeah. Uh, especially the gay community and um it's just you know but it's it's there's a lot of deep fucking wounds so yeah. well, we found a place that um embraces people all people and uh like i always say they let my ass in they'll let anybody in right yeah well you've i agree i was just gonna say <laughs> what the fuck's that supposed to mean so uh without jeff why don't i give you the mic here um yeah, per se, and and it start with your how, how faith looked like when you were a kid, and then how you ended up uh, going here sure. uh, to the gathering in St. Louis. Yeah, I grew up in church um, for as long as I can remember. I was going to church with my dad, who was Church of Christ, and that's, they didn't sing or they didn't have instruments in their church. I think that's what Pepperdine is, really? Church of Christ. Okay. Isn't there a is there a Church of Christ and the, a United Church of Christ? Yeah, so United Church of Christ is the more progressive. I think Pepperdine's Ch- Church of Christ. Okay, and Church of Christ is it's not it, confusing at all, right? Exactly, is more uh, traditional in certain ways. And uh, but I grew up, I went there for a while, and then we went to an American Baptist church, which American Baptist is way different than Southern Baptist. It's like not it's not confusing either. I know. Look it up. Yeah. But anyway, I just mean to say that like... You grew up in a town. I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to make sure you hit some points. So you grew up in a town that was a small town, right? Very small. Yeah, we had 2,600 people, 2,700 people. Churches and taverns. That's That's kind of maybe a bank. That's all it was. And and then the schools and basketball games and things like that. Sure. And our girls were the best. They were better than the boys. I love farm girls. (laughs) Oh, wait. I mean, the girl basketball team was better than the boys. (laughs) We had some great (sighs) ladies there, too. Yeah, I bet. Um, Wonderful women. Upstanding. <laughs> I just misunderstood you again. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I grew up in a small town and, and grew up going to church and was one of the, you know, we've talked on here before I play music and that was one of the most, uh, I don't know how to say it. it. It gave me the opportunity to play music at the Baptist church at the Baptist church. Yeah. Cause I that was play. some rock and roll. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Really? I, yeah. I, you know, learned guitar and they'd let me play guitar. There. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got this vision of, right. of none of that. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, they still had the choir and the things like that, but it was a, it was a good place to grow up in a church. Um, but then, you know, I went away to college, stopped going to church. Where'd you go to school? <laughs> Elmhurst College in Elmhurst, Illinois, up by Chicago. Okay. Yep. So I never do that. Yeah. Went up there. Didn't stay long. Okay. Because I failed music theory. I was going to see if you knock somebody up. <laughs> if this is your story, not mine. Go That's ahead. Right. Yeah. And so I uh, ended up back uh, in the community college circuit. Sure. Hit, hit a couple of those. And um, I was asked to play bass in a traveling ministry because I'm like, this is cool. I want to play electric bass and a band. And so essentially in my head, I was going on tour. But meanwhile, right. we were going to church camps and lock-ins. So <laughs> you are getting bras thrown at you. And no, I was signing. We went to a big ass fucking lines in the back before you took the stage. We went to a youth prison in Kiwani, Illinois, a youth prison, youth prison. Okay. And it was like going in there was like Jurassic park, <laughs> you know, they had wow. these huge gates. And I, I, this is the weirdest thing I ever did. They're like, we can I have your autograph? And the, all they had was a Bible. So I'm signing Bibles. Look at you. I know. I'm like, little is, Jesus over here. This is weird. <laughs> But on that, on that uh, trip, that summer that we did that, it just really changed my life. And I realized that, you know, I could, I felt like a failure when I had to leave Elmhurst because sure. I failed music theory and I just love music. Meanwhile, yeah, I, I felt like that. God gave music back to me through ah. that experience. So one thing leads to another. I end up uh, being an intern at my wife's home church. We meet. Oh, so you met, that's how you met her. Yep. Let me rewind real quick. So sure. you, you were, you, know, you went to church with your dad. You, you played in some music at this, at the American Baptist church yep. is what you said. Went there with my mom. Okay. Were you connected? And they're married. They just went to different churches. Okay. I don't know if that matters. No, it, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, yeah. Did you feel connected to like faith and in, in Jesus when you were, are we just going with like, cause there's a, I think there's a point in our lives when we're kids and just going with our parents. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was for me. I mean, and, and sometimes, you know, I, sometimes people say, man, Jeff, you're going to be a pastor one day, <laughs> which by the way, I'm not, but I'm close. I guess be. I was close at one point. <laughs> you help yeah, people, brother. At that point I wasn't feeling close to God or didn't really understand it. Okay. I mean, they did their best to teach it. It wasn't like they were doing a bad job, but yeah. Um, no, it wasn't, it really wasn't until I did that traveling. That's so, so because I, I, I know you as a, a, a musician loves music Yeah, and then a liberal, no, I'm kidding. The, (laughs) the good fucking guy that you are. Right. So, for God to use that music to, mm-hmm. to really kind of awaken you, uh, faith or spiritually wise is, is that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, man. for sure. So you met Brittany at, where was this? Pawnee, Illinois. Pawnee, Illinois. Yeah. Right. It's right by Springfield. Another so. big town. Yep. Same size, but at least it was close to something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we met and then I got a job in Fairview Heights. And uh, you were living where? At this time, at that time, I was living. Let's see, that was the summer before. I was living in Springfield. Wow, commuting to Fairview? No, no, no. I moved. Uh, I moved right. to Fairview. To Fairview. Okay. 
and then she ended up moving there too and uh we with you or no separate for a different reason yeah yeah she moved there to go to bullshit <laughs> she followed her man yeah exactly <laughs> tell her i yeah well she'll maybe she'll, she maybe. doesn't listen to this does she she listened to today okay <laughs> so she follows you <laughs> to, follows. to fairview heights stalks you as yes you should say. that's right and you're is this when you were at that one church yes okay that well, one church did you just decide to go there or you got a job there no, i got a job there so that's why you came down mm-hmm. okay and it was That's, great. And so he, he mm-hmm. you know, God, for those of you that are, are lost already, yeah. you know, kind of tugged you down here. Yeah. And with through that church, who I know that you kind of had a issue falling out with. I don't know if that's the right word. It's your story. Yeah. Yeah. At the time it wasn't when I left. So I stayed there for like right. four and a half to five years yeah, on yeah, staff. Yeah. And when I left there, there was no falling out, but, okay. but you know, around that time I, I don't know, maybe a half a year to a year before I left, there's a great sermon that our pastor preached um, that has made quite an impression online <laughs> called The Birds, the Bees, and the Bible. Oh, okay. You know this one? Okay. So our pastor, our pastor currently. here. Yes. That's right. Matt, Matt, Mi- Matt, you can say it. Matt, Matt Miosky, Miosky, yeah. yeah. And he preached a sermon, and Brittany um, had came to the Clayton site to be the, the kids' minister. And then she's like, Hey, you got to check this out. Okay. So she had already been on staff here at the gathering. All right. So she, so you're kind of cheating on the other church. Yeah. Kind of. There was like, yeah. You feel so, dirty. Nah, not really. Good. So they sent me, she sent me the sermon. She's like, listen. And so she, I think she had to go to target or something. And meanwhile, I listened to the sermon in the car and I'm like, wow, this is crazy because I'd conveniently never thought about it. I knew about it, about basically this, this issue of homosexuality in the mm-hmm. church. Um, and, and I'm going to use the word privilege. Yeah, that's fine. That's you know a woke I mean? ass word, but yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but the no, I get it. I it's get true. It. You're not you, gay. When you don't have right? to think about something right? that someone else has to think about or go through and it sucks for them. I mean, it's a privilege not to have to do that. And so I never had to think about it. And I was kind of, you said woke. I kind of did wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I was kidding, but you're right. Of course. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I've I had did, those moments. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is crazy. And so at that church, I asked the pastor at the time, mm-hmm. you know, where are we on this? And, and it's I don't piss know. me off. I, I kind of feel weird saying it. Cause if this guy doesn't remember it the way I do or remember yeah. it at all, anyway, how I remember it is he said, well, you know, we don't really elevate one sin above another sin. Okay. It was kind of that. And so I guess if you broke it down to like what people, people are taught that say, shit. I mean, I hate to like, sure. You know, it, it, then if, if you're born, um, different color than your it's a sin get the fuck out of here it's it's not it's 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 racist that to my people call it homophobic but it's people are born a certain way it's fucking racist yeah and um it's bolt that it's just more prevalent i think in the churches i i guess yeah yeah you're you're right we don't think about that shit because yeah. of being a, a straight white guy yeah. And kind of when I realized... And I'm not like Mr. fucking woke liberal. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's exactly it. It's like, I don't think there's some issues. You don't have to be right. liberal or conservative. Yeah, just don't be just, a racist asshole. Yeah, just don't be a jerk. And so I think... Let us pray. <laughs> and so I think at that point, I realized that I don't know if I'm at a place where anyone can, you know, can come and worship and be themselves. And so I started to... And you were employed... Yeah, I was there. I was employed there. Okay. 
Um, so I started to figure out that's ballsy, man. I need to find another job. And I did do a stopgap year in at, at a church in Maryville, Illinois. Okay. And they were on not the, the one that got shot up. Was no, it? no. Remember uh, that? Yeah, I do. That was fucked up. That was crazy. That, it's, it hits real close to home. I, yeah. I remember that on the news. That was bad news, man. Mm-hmm. Mental health. Yeah. And we had to do it like at the, I was at the church in Fairview Heights at the time when that happened. Yeah. And we'd like knee jerk reacted and had this whole security team. I'm and sure. People running around with guns in church. It was crazy and kind of weird. <laughs> Evie, who's a lead pastor of the Clayton site from, from Texas. And the couple weeks ago or months ago when that church got shot up in Texas, that guy didn't last very long. And she, she's like, that's one good thing about Texas. The good, some the good guys. I don't know. I'm putting words in her mouth, but right. they were like, really? You're going to, this church had a bunch of ex FBI guys. Yeah. They put a couple holes in that. Bad move. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you, when did you, when did you find the gathering? So you found the gathering. Then so when I, did you I would come, jump ship? I would come to Saturday night services. Those um, were cool. I missed those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, eventually I didn't have Saturday night responsibilities at the church I was at at the uh-huh. time in Maryville. So Ryan Hebel was about to go on paternity know, leave. Yeah, his yeah. son was born and he's like, Hey, could you do some Saturday night services? So I came I over and did that. the music yeah, yeah. at the okay. Saturday night services. Um, and then one thing led to another, I got a call from Miofsky and he said, Hey, come and interview for this Webster job. We, we launched a site in Webster groves and they wanted somebody to do the music there. So I came and interviewed and I think I was the only one that interviewed. I, he, I have a hard time with him when he says, Hey, come and do this. Like you just can't you don't yeah. say no, you know? You, right. It's it's not like fucking hero worship, but I will say the guy had a major role in saving my life. So, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I can still, you know, and a major role in changing out a little bit, my but, faith life, like well, that's and awesome. how I look at things. And yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think he's, uh, his perspective has been, like you said, very awakening for yeah. people. So you've been to the gathering ever since? Yeah. So I guess now I, you work here. I've been working uh, here for five years now. Five years. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you commute from Belleville. Yeah. That's, Takes me like 25 minutes. Uh-huh. I, it, it, I used to come here also. So, yeah. man, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. And if you if you think of something, just pop in. Sure. Jump, you know, interrupt me and let me let us know. I, and the yeah. reason I, I wanted to hear yours and then obviously share share my story and especially from a I may not have lived. I mean, you and I, I think live different lives, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I had the party phase in high school. Yeah, right. I know. I, par- I get it. You I, know what I mean? Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, I'm not saying that. I don't want to come off as like cool versus not cool. That's fuck, right. No. Well, I, I don't want to come off idiot. as like a perfect person that went to, I went to church even if I was hung over. Yeah. yeah. I hope my mother's not listening to that. There you go. She knew. She always knew. She's, she just didn't say. We'd be surprised. We think our parents are dumb, right? Yeah. Not. So I, um, I recently, one of the greatest honors of my life, um, me and my wife adopted Charlie. Yeah. And our our pastor Evie, who we love and is a lifelong friend now, um, got to come into the courtroom, and I asked the judge if it's okay because I don't know how they feel about mixing that shit. But if Evie could pray, the judge looked at me like I was crazy, like in a good way. She's like, yeah. "Absolutely, yeah." So there was Evie praying with us. And the judge and the bailiff and the lawyers, believe it or not, the wow. low fucking lawyers, yeah, got some prayer in, um, <laughs> and they prayed, and she prayed um, a beautiful prayer at this 
at the courtroom while Charlie was sitting there getting ready to get adopted. And I got to think, somebody had mentioned to me um, prior to the adoption when we found out the date that that was the eight-year anniversary of the Clayton site getting launched. Mm. So for those of you, a lot of you don't know, the gathering is made up of three physical locations in St. Louis. One's in Maplewood off of McCausland Avenue. There's one in Webster, um, and then there's one here in Clayton. And that Clayton site started eight years from the day that we adopted Charlie. And my wheels started spinning when I found that out. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Eight years ago, I was a whole, I was a different motherfucker. I was a completely different person. And it floored me what I was doing eight years ago, January of 2012. I, um, while simultaneously some good fucking people were planting seeds for this building for the Clayton site to become a, a church where people can come and have their lives fucking transformed. Um, I'd all, I'd been going to the gathering while I was drinking with my mother. Uh, my father would even go, I think I told you how he would say he liked that, uh, master Pat. Yes. (laughs) Instead of pastor Matt, but he did. I mean, the guy's, the guy's good. And, um, I would come hungover, and Matt would kind of call me out, which I always appreciated. And, you know, I went on drinking, and he he always said if I ever wanted to, you know, change some things up or have a conversation. And then he said, Chris, I'm from Granite City. I, I, I'm i not scared of your bullshit. Yeah. Like, straight up. I had so much respect for him. Um, so January, yeah, it just, I, I had come, and then in January, there was just the McCausland site. I was reconnecting with um, an ex who I, at one point in my life, later on that year of 2012, become engaged to. And it was a toxic fucking relationship, Jeff. Um, unhealthy. I, I, I don't want to dwell on it's not right fair to her, but I pray for her, obviously. Um, we cared about each other, but I think both of us were addicts. Right. Um, different to different things. And, um, there's been a lot of hurt and brokenness and trauma in, in her life prior to adulthood. And, um, it was a toxic fucking, you know, it was hunky dory at first. It always is. Right. And then, uh, the wheels started to fall off rather rapidly. Then in May of, 2012 my old man died and i think it prolonged my relationship with her because i literally had somebody with me for 24 hours of the day i mean even if i was in the fucking bathroom she was outside of it in the kitchen and i i had her i, I and i needed that at, at that time and i'm i'm grateful for her for that she yeah. she was there for me um but that that was when my life here that so I'm trying to illustrate this simultaneous shit and and I'll drive the point home. This Clay this the Clayton site of the church that I now go to. You don't you you go to the McCausland site right, right? Mm-hmm. to to attend right. Yep. We're all one team. Yep. Uh, one team, one dream. I go to Clayton 
And I had been to McCausland before, so now I'm officially, I guess if you got you to gotta get a tattoo saying where you're at, I'm a Clayton tat it. I think I'm going to get that sleeved. Um, but back then, I would, my old man died. I, I reached out to Matt Miofsky, who's a lead pastor of this church called The Gathering. And I said something along the lines, I should have fucking brought it with me. Um, it was powerful. And uh, that's called planning and show prep. We don't do that. Right. What's that? I asked him, what do I do? I'm, I'm fucked up. My old man died. I, uh, what do you do? And he said, I know you're hurting. And this is a cliff note. He said, you can go one of two ways. Wrote me back. Um, you can go the way of, of, of Jesus and realizing some shit and it's going to hurt, but you can go that way or you can let use that. Let this fuck the rest of your life up. And I think what he was getting at is that's probably the easy way. And that's the way I took. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. God, you are his employee. (laughs) I am on staff at that Uh church. (laughs) Paraphrase. Should I have admitted that? I don't know. (laughs) To be honest with you, I think that may not have been paraphrased. Okay. Um, he knew how, how bad it was. So my, my, I've explained this. Tom and I were brothers, best friends, father, son, all in one times 10,000 with a fuse and a lit match. We were fucking everything, man. So when he, when he died, I was, I was done, but I had, I had her prolonged a relationship all while this is going on in the summer of 2012, this church is gaining traction. And the pastor at the time was Matt Fulmer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good friend. He was in my wedding. Um, I love him. Uh, and he was starting this church kind of, as he'll say, I think kind of like a rookie pastor that right. wasn't supposed to be a pastor. And um, Dmiofsky did that thing, you know. Hey, yes. I think you need to interview, which is means this is what you're going to do. Right? Yeah. So so people are planting these seeds 8 years ago and for for a place that I would eventually find and eventually have my life fucking transformed. Um and this isn't some hocus pocus Jesus shit that people say. This is real. This is real, man. Mm-hmm. My life went from rock bottom in the gutter in 2012. All the way to 2014 when I got sober. I got sober in 2014, and the first place I went when I got out of rehab was to fucking church on Sunday at McCausland. Hearing there's a Clayton site. Oh, wow. What's that all about? How does that look with one pastor? Does Matt preach there? Does Matt not preach there? Who preaches there? All that that shit that people don't... Fair questions, right? Sure. Well... I got out of rehab right around Easter, and I immediately let you you use this church as my as like a surrogate AA. Mm-hmm. So I need to get involved. I need accountability. I need community. Um, I moved to St. Louis and uh, was closer to my mother, who really I, I can I could do a couple whole episodes, you know, blowing smoke up her ass. She saved my life and. I love her, and um, I'm always working on being nicer to her. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, she's uh, she's not allowed to listen to this, but I might email her and say you can listen to episode eight right at sec at, at you know that the time frame that I'm telling you, yeah. mom, I love you, thank you. So I so I lived over here and I got involved in everything things I could. So I volunteered for for Easter. How do I serve? I'm to serve at Easter, and that's where I meet Matt Fulmer. And he's like, I'm gonna you're gonna be in my core group. So now he's learning like Miofsky. He's just right. not asking, he's telling. Yeah. So I get put in a core group um, with Fulmer. And it was the, and core groups for people that don't know are just small groups. I mean, like we met like on Tuesday nights. It's once a week. It's like an AA. I mean, for me, I went there. I didn't miss. Um, I had people that, that would hold me accountable. And to this day, I'm like lifelong friends with the people that were in that core group. And um, one of the girls baked me a cake when I hit my one year sober anniversary. That's awesome. And Matt Fulmer was in my wedding. And in the one of the gals, an elderly gal, and her late husband became two of my closest friends. And she's still her name's Martha. And she introduced me to Ashley. And she's been a it's amazing the people that God puts in your fucking life, man. Yeah. I, I can't. It, it's I, I say I can't explain it, but I need to try. That's what the fuck we're doing on right. the podcast, Absolutely. right? Yeah. <laughs> she has meant the world to me. Um, you know, she's also in in recovery, and she, um, her her husband. I knew him for about a year, and it was such a blessing and an honor uh, to know him. He got sick pretty quick, and. Um, that shit just makes you love harder and, and be together. Um, and I met her here at, at Clayton. And, um, man, I just get, it's just crazy. The people that I met in that fucking core group and how, how to this day, how important they were and how it, especially early and in, the infancy of my sobriety. And, um, it was just crazy. So I never will forget them. Um, so uh, trying to articulate the importance and why the eight-year birthday, I guess you want to call it, sure. is so important because I just – anytime I look back to the way I used to do things and what I'm doing now, it's a, like, fucking shit, man, like, moment. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, I can't – I just – unbelievable, man. And I started – um coming to Clayton to hear Matt Fulmer preach live to support him. Cause every once sure. in a while the site pastors will preach the sermon and like Miofsky gets a day off to go golfing or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So he's got three churches to run. So, you know, it is hard to be everywhere at once. And, yeah. um, and he's a pretty good talent evaluator. I would say, sure. um, we have some of the best pastors that don't just preach on Sundays. They actually walk the walk. Um, welcome everybody. Like I said, I'm allowed in, but I, I because I was in this core group, I'm like, man, I'll, I'm going to come sit in the, at Clayton. My my comfort zone was McCausland. That sure. When you're preaching live, and then, um, my core group kind of all went to to Clayton. So I just started kind of making it my home, and um, lo and behold, there's this uh, brunette um, girl that I would have never, 
ever thought that I would ever like that she was my type, you know, this fucking goody two shoe church girl, social worker. <laughs> um, and the reason for for years, I think we met. And, well, I mean, I met her by 2015, so about a year into my sobriety. Like people, my mom was always kind of saying, "Are you are you meeting any girls at church?" I'm like, "Mom, I'm not going to fucking church to get laid. This isn't the fucking club." <laughs> Our, I didn't go to clubs. This isn't the tavern, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean that a lot of people join churches to find community or are lonely and can meet like-minded, and that's great. Yep. And I was not going to be that guy. I did, right? Right. But I, I for a, the longest time, people were, even then my mom met Ashley and was like, what about, you know, what about Ashley? What about Ashley? And I'm like, I'm not, I don't shit where I eat. <laughs> I, 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 this church was life and fucking death for me. Yeah. I had to come here and focus on my, on, on getting, what does my mom say? Holy, healthy, and happy. Mm. And I've been in too many relationships that, that parted ways on a, um, what, just put it this way. It wouldn't be a good idea to, to go to then to church together. Right. And, uh, I didn't want to fuck this up. So church girls, like meeting a girl at church was not why I was coming on Sundays. And sure as shit, I met a girl at church. (laughs) Martha actually got us uh, together. And I was um, maybe chasing... I don't want to go there, but I, I was... When I started... When I was started, like considering, you know, maybe I should ask this girl out because she. I started. She kept getting better and better, like every time we were around each other, and you know, the forces started really kind of getting fucked up. I used to be able to hold hold myself back, but I didn't want to because I knew if I asked this girl, she was like the the serious girl. There was no like being a fucking jerk off. <laughs> Or yeah. if, if it didn't work out, like, I mean, and not that I really was, but it's scary when you're like, I'm going to, I want to date this girl who in my mind was like way above me is she is <laughs> don't, I get reminded that by people often <laughs> um, that if I, if for by some fucking miracle, she said, yes, the next thing you know, like it's a really serious real, and I got to be on my best fucking behavior. So all that stuff, I was psyching myself out with excuses, and then finally, um, I grew a pair, and I asked her out, and uh, and then here we are now with a, a six-year-old. So, and the reason I bring all that up is because eight years ago I was being a fucking asshole on rock bottom, drunker than shit, and wasting away my life until the day that I died, which I was hoping to speed up because mm-hmm. I wanted to be with my old man again. And, and I, you know, I've always been a, a belief. I've always been a God fearing and, and always loved Jesus and knew that my old man was in heaven and may have had a little explaining to do to get through right. the front door, but you know, he's a bullshitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's there. And, um, I, you know, wanted to be with them as soon as possible. So I was trying to drink myself to death. While I was doing that, a group of people took a leap, started a fucking church in Clayton, Missouri, left, because this is how it works. 
at McCausland that was getting too full. We had yeah. to do something. So Matt challenged people to come to Clayton and start be a base to start make the pews full at Clayton. Yeah. And that happened. People did that. They took a leap. If they didn't take a leap. I, I don't know, man. I, they were doing that eight years ago while I was doing everything in the world to end my life. Um, and now because of that leap that people did, I met my wife who was finishing her fostering licensing, became a licensed foster work care, uh, foster parent. Fuck. I'm getting a little emotional here. Um, got a placement named Charlie. I got, because we knew that we were destined here, this was going to be the, the like forever relationship. Mm-hmm. I got my foster license and then, and then I proposed to her at the church on the front fucking steps. I mean, that's a little churchy, ain't it? That is but a little churchy. Come on. It was hot <laughs> outside. Um, it's a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building. The pictures are great. Yeah. And then I got married in this church. And then after we left court, as parents, full-time parents, that nobody can take this kid from us. I We had a party here celebrating that. Yeah. So that's what the gathering, like, did to me, did for me. Um, and, and I think it's important, whether you're a, a, a church person or not, is, is I was talking earlier with a friend of mine, one of your friends, Texted me this morning that her uh, her grandma's not it's it's not looking good. So we got to talking about her grandmother's legacy. She lived a long, great life, and uh, we're praying hard for for this family and um, and my friend, both of them. Uh, but she left a great legacy. Our grandparents are are responsible for why for us being here. They're partly responsible for us being here, and, and they're very responsible for who we are. And uh, our vice versa. They're very responsible for us being here. Partly responsible for who we are. And I start, and I've been thinking about legacy. Like, what are what are we doing now, today, to build something that people can can come and it can transform their lives. Like what if we stopped going to church every Sunday? Um, what happens then? Like nobody can, you know, it's not every Sunday, but sometimes people get up and out of bed. Like, I don't want to go to church today. Well, what if everybody did that, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's no place, there's no community where somebody like me, that was on his deathbed, uh, drowning in whiskey, um, and covered in strippers and cocaine. I, I'm just grateful that that people came. Yeah. So what are we doing? What is what are you doing now to to build a legacy, to leave behind something, or to plant seeds that can eventually? And, and you don't have to. The, my life was transformed, but just to help people. Sure. And it doesn't cost money 
uh, to do those things. Um, this church is thriving. Uh, we have you know three to four thousand people when we consolidate for Easter, and I know countless of other people that have had their lives transform in these walls. And we have amazing pastors. We have support groups for people that need fucking help. Um, like just last Sunday, we talked about addiction, believe it or not, uh, coincidentally. And I know it's registered with people. People are reaching out to, to you and I for, yep. for help. And we met because of this fucking church. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And... That this is one story amongst countless stories that are just in these buildings, and I'm not saying like, hey, you, ha- hey, come to. I am saying, come check us out if you want to come to the gathering. We'll let you in, yeah, um, and we'll make room for you, and we'll uh, include you, and we'll pray for you, and we'll do all that shit. We'll love your ass. It doesn't matter. I mean, we'll. There's no fucking asterisks in this place. Um, come on a Sunday, check it out. But if not. I will say this. I committed from Belva. You committed yeah. from Belva. Yep. Like some of my friends, like think that's like the longest drive. Like they're commuting to fucking Chicago. Yeah. You know, we're not in Kansas city. Motherfuckers. We're in St. Louis. So right across the river. Yeah. That river might, might as well be a million miles. They wide. got a couple bridges. Yeah. I know they, I know they suck during the week, but guess what? <laughs> Church is on Sunday morning and there's no oh, traffic. Man. It takes me 20 minutes to get right. here. On Excuses Sunday are like asshole. I mean, well, I used to say, a little <laughs> you know, but anyway, it, so if that's too far of a drive, Find a church by you. Find a group by you that's going to hold each other accountable and help each other out when one's fucking broken. And we've, you know, I'm sure we've all had some real shit happen to us in our lives, and it sucks to go at it alone. And and without going off on a tangent, I, I I hope today's message here on this podcast can resonate with you that for the people that even just go to church to fix themselves. You never know the fucking groundwork they're laying for people in the future right. to find. And it's, and I hope I've articulated it just a little bit here because the words in my brain are, it, it, it's so powerful to me. And I'm yeah. so fucking grateful for people like Matt Fulmer, Ashley Mooring, uh, Miofsky, Evie, you know, your ass. The singers, I mean, everybody that makes this place a welcoming place on the fucking front steps. Yeah. That comes in and makes coffee. Like, it's it's not just for, uh, we're not doing it just for our own benefit. Right. And I think sometimes we forget about how big of a fucking impact we actually make. And one life is worth it. Absolutely. 100%. Man. And if, I just, I go back and people that know me well to what I was doing in a toxic relationship, doing God knows what, going to God knows where, um, and to what I'm doing now, and how this place was just the seeds were getting planted, and the people were fucking watering them, and um, and and it's been, you know, it's made a minor little impact in my life, right? Yeah, just a little. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, so that's the story today. Um, two little church boys, um, the gatherings in St. Louis. What's the website? Gatheringnow.org. And we'll put it in those show notes that you make me do every fucking week. Um, but I mean it, man, there's, there's, there's people here that are, that will just fucking care about you. 
So if you're out there and you're fucking lonely and you don't think anybody cares about you, that's bullshit. It's the fucking enemy. Come reach out. Shoot me a Jeff an email. Check this church out. I'll introduce you to these, the, even the, the pastors, right? They're, uh, they walk the walk. Matt Miofsky walks the fucking walk. He, this isn't no hero sh- worship, like I said. This The guy, he's a close personal friend now. And he, what he did for my cousins when Ollie was sick, I knew, I was still drinking, I knew that if I changed my fucking life that he had a place for me. And, um, and that's where we're at. So... Check us out. Give us a ring, uh, an email, whatever the fuck. Man, I'm just getting this powerful shit. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I got to go. Let us pray. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>